And we are back. Welcome to the Uncensored Fitness Podcast, hosted by Gargle Martin and Sean Gallagher, where we discuss all things health, fitness, mindset, and team sports. Stay tuned. And we're back in the room. We're back. <laughs> How do you think so? We're back in the room. <laughs> I don't know yeah. what I don't know at what point I lost you, but uh, we'll make a burst at this and uh, see how we get on. I, I was just going to say that. I said that's just a sure sign that Anchor was saying, "Here, gobshites, come on, get your shit together and get this fuck off here quick. Go and talk shit somewhere else." <laughs> well, so yeah, uh, cancel culture and the uh, PC police would have uh, got us fairly quickly there. <laughs> Pretty sure we would have been axed off Spotify at this stage and got our hundred million ASAP straight into red. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I seen there uh, a few weeks ago, kind of the start of uh, round two of the the Rona lockdowns. Uh, you put up a post, um, essentially just an update on your physique and how you're feeling and uh, uh, can you just elaborate for people who didn't see because I think it was in your stories if I'm not mistaken yeah so I had it up in my stories I meant to actually put a post up so essentially I'm going to wait and put the post of it before and after up so really and truly to be honest I um, from the first lockdown coming to the second one I suppose work was really up and down for me I was doing a bit of sales repping along with um Along with the personal training, really, and then kind of sadly with the nine to fives, the personal training being kind of dispersed here and there, the sales rep was taken over. So I was spending a lot of my day and time in a car and sitting down and extremely sedentary. So the diet was kind of very up and down because I'd be gone first thing in the morning and then I'd be back in the evening and I'd be back out the door again between coaching and just, you know, just doing general bits and bobs. And it was always eating on the go. And I was just, Essentially, just I was beating a bit of a cop out and I wasn't really practicing what I should have been preaching of. I'd run into Supermax thinking I was being a good lad. Oh no, I'm only getting, I'm only getting Gouchons or I'm going in like I'll only have a breakfast roll one or two days a week, you know? Like I was trying to justify being, being a bollocks essentially, you know, yourself. (laughs) That's just the the, the long and short of it really. And the, the activity levels were, they weren't, they were beyond non-existent. And I just, I could feel it in myself. I like, the alarm would go off at five o'clock, six o'clock, seven o'clock in the morning. And it was just getting harder and harder to get out of bed in the mornings. And I just knew myself, this isn't me. And you're like, what's what's going on? Like, what's the problem? Like, the 12, 14, 16 hour days were, when I was looking after myself, was, was doable. I, I never had any problem. Yes, I had to keep myself well-fueled with Monster or with coffee, but... The, the monster and the coffee were just kind of like they weren't even filling the tank, you know. I came that's the way I was feeling. So I just I just kind of was sitting in the house one day, I was about to go for a shower and I just pulled the t shirt off and I just thought, Wow, you you really have put on a bit of timber, my man. So you know yourself, you just you really have as you know yourself, there's no better judge or there's no better critic than yourself. And you take a look and you see the I suppose there's no nice way to put it, but like I say, you go to look at the, take the picture and you bring it back to the, the front screen and it's like, you look at your own face and you're like, ah, <laughs> where's all these? 
I, I need to be keeping it PG, but look, I'm only taking a piss out of myself. You know, where did all these chins come out of, you know? But look. <laughs> Get the doggy filter on. Exactly. I'm just like, oh my God, I need to stretch my face out, do like your man in the Simpson done and just get get the get the uh, God, like close peg and close peg and pull myself back like the light bus suction. So I just I just looked and I says, Here, cop yourself on, Sean, you need to sort yourself out. So uh, as I say, COVID hit again, so we were all kind of locked down again work wise. So I um essentially the, the sales job went by the wayside. They just kinda said, Look, we're not we're not keeping people on during again. So as what a lot of people are in that position at this moment in time, but kind of got in there doing a bit of currying work now at the moment. So I'm really, I am focusing more on me training at the moment and I'm kind of getting my steps up and I'm moving all the time. So I essentially just kind of done a full 360 from being stuck in a car, talking to people, clicking buttons all day long to just kind of really being more hands-on essentially doing what I should be doing. But, Essentially, you don't have to do it, but it's it's a great it's a great help for me. I find because it's given me that how do I put it? It's given me that kick in the hole. That's exactly how I need to put it. It's given me the kick in the hole I need to just make the effort. Essentially, because look, if I don't lift the boxes and I don't deliver them, I'm going to get fired. You know, so <laughs> I'm killing two birds with one stone. I'm getting a bit of exercise and I'm and I'm earning a few quid. So look, it's. Uh, as you know yourself, it gets the island endorphins up when you get once you get going again and you get back in a routine. Everything else just kind of falls into place. So, like naturally enough, the first two or three days I was kind of groggy, but you don't essentially want to go for the breakfast roll when you're on the way out the road. You'll you'll pick up the the pack of the turkey, or you'll pick up the the little salad bowl, you know, or you'll go for the bottle of water or the little uh, smoothie instead of the can of Monster you know, in the morning when you're feeling that bit better. So, as, like, there's no point me preaching on about it all the time. You know yourself, and everybody else knows it. Like, we all can preach in the past, and I, I was one, too, that was quite wrong in a way of saying, oh, you need to look after your diet first. Essentially, that's wrong. Like, you can be eating Supermax all the time, as long as you're burning it off. Look, yes, some people may agree with me, some people may not agree with me, but if you're working hard enough, you can eat whatever you want but you're going to feel like shit. Moral of that story is, get, up, get on your feet, get moving, and the rest of it just kind of slowly comes along because if you go out and do a hard day's work or you go out and do an absolute killer session, you're not going to want to have a breakfast roll afterwards or you're not going to want to have a can of monster afterwards because you're going to know how bad you felt halfway through because it was fueled by that can of monster you had yesterday or that breakfast roll you had yesterday. And when you were just ready to projectile vomit while you were doing a few burpees, you're thinking, well, I'm not going to do that to myself tomorrow, you know? So you will, you will, no matter what you say or no matter how much you say you like junk food or you like shite, you will go for something nutritious or something organic. So in a long-winded way, that's really all I've done is just really got up, got the finger out and just kind of caught myself on. Yeah, like... um it's very important to find what the what fuel suits you best. Like you're not going to put a dirty diesel into your car, or you know you're not going or water down petrol into your car. That's going to wreck the engine. So, yeah, it'll get you to point A and to point B, but like 
that's going to be a shaky, uh, shaky drive. It's the same way as you're saying there, having the breakfast roll or going having that uh, super max every every few days, every two or three days, having that and using that to get you going and having three or four cans of uh, monster to get you twitching. Um, exactly. Like it's really going to slow you down. And as you said there, when you're waking up in the mornings. Instead of kind of being up and taking a minute or two and then it kind of you're awake or whatever, you're a, a bit more sluggish. I notice that myself anytime uh, I'm eating, my eating's a bit off or I kind of take the piss uh, with myself for what I'm eating or having a few drinks. Like You're a lot slower, sluggish. You're not as fresh or energetic. And the motivation as well for being active kind of goes down like if you've if you have a big breakfast roll and that's sitting there it's going to take a while to digest that because <clears throat> I tell you what during the week I had a uh, one of those chicken fillet rolls with bacon and cheese I had that and like it didn't hit, I used to have them a good bit when I was younger but it didn't hit me until recently like how filling and heavy that actually is and I typed it into my fitness pal and it's grim, it's grim enough uh, reading if you're dialing back oh. on calories or you know you're like, nearly like, like what I was just about to say to you there now unless you want us to be banned off the air or you want the two of us to get lynched do not say how many calories that was in that <laughs> because you are going to ruin everything <laughs> if you mention how many calories in a chicken fillet roll you are going to get us hung drawn and quartered because the creator of the chicken fillet roll will find us and he will kill us <laughs> oh but it's, it's a sad truth like that could if you're a woman and you have that it's a good chance that's 70 percent of your calories gone for the day and that's and not counting chocolate bar. oh yeah like it, it nearly took out uh, half of my calories for the day because it's yeah i've kind of I was them. all you see you only small <laughs> <laughs> that's the scary thing about it you see people they don't think about it because nine times out of ten they'll just order a chicken fillet roll and they won't think all right well they're putting it on the fight cuisine de france roll straight away that's even if without the calories being higher that's going to bloat you and people don't think because it's the exact same with white bread and even look i know they're lovely i know they're delicious these cuisine de france but delicious i like even just a simple thing of dialing it back to getting the brown wrap and putting it on it or getting just the, the brown roll. But look, we're not going to go into that. We're not going to go into the dissection of chicken fillet rolls because you and me both will disappear in the not so near not so near future if or not so distant future if fucking we start saying and start knocking it down. <laughs> You're on uh, someone's uh, hit list anyway. Um, so going back then to the start, you're on about... Um, how you were mainly in kind of a sedentary kind of off, well, I suppose mobile office job, we'll call it, in the car doing the sales. Um, what was it? What was your step count like and your movement throughout the day? Because I know it's quite relatable and it can kind of transition a good bit for people who is who are stuck at home. Um, at the desk working from home in that kind of office environment where it's quite restrictive with the amount of movement you're actually doing. 
Yeah. So look, essentially, there's no simple way to put it. Is I was really in kind of a traveling office. I was going directly to the front door of the people I was going to see, and there was no extra steps. There was no there was no initiative being taken of right. I'm in Sligo Town. I have to see some guy on this side of Sligo. I'll park the car and walk across the next day. It was like, oh. <laughs> even if I wanted to do that, that's the funny thing about it was with the kind of job it was, it was time, time, time. It was like, it was very tightly monitored and tracked. And like, as it says, it was quite an, it was quite an intense kind of a job as anybody that has done sales in the past when you're working for kind of a corporate company. They essentially, rather than not to stand on people's toes, they don't give a fuck about you. You're there to make them money. If you're not making the money, good luck. If you tur- if I was to turn around and, and ring my boss man and say, yeah, I'm going to be an hour late for that meeting because I need to get my steps up. So I'm just going to walk across Lego Town. He probably would have laughed while he was handing me my P45. So like, <laughs> that's the thing I said, as I do say, it's, it's another one to bring it back to. Working for yourself as working for somebody else. It's essentially they're trading your time, as much of your time they can for as little amount of money. And they don't want to hear about your life or hear about anything else. But that's the other side of it. The simple fact of it was, if I was hitting 2K steps a day, that was a good day. That's the simplest way to put it to you. And like, even to think about that, I suppose, before you even wipe your nose in the morning, you could have 2K steps done tipping around the house, you know? If you're just kind of to and fro and making breakfast. I was literally getting up, showering, jacket on, out. You know? That was kind of way. And then I was in the car from maybe... Half seven to half five. That was essentially my day. Because I was traveling, I was covering Sligo and Mayo with my areas. So I was essentially in the car for 99% of the day. So it look, as I say, some people love it. I know lots of guys that love it. And they've, they, they've spoken to me in the past. They might be very fit. They might do a lot of running or they might even do a lot of training. But the diet is just that bad. that You know, they say that, you meet a lot of people out to do a lot of run or a lot of cycling and they have what you feel or looks to be a little bit of a beer belly. But it's almost, it's almost more kind of an energy belly or a fuel belly. Like they could be out running you on the roads, but they have this little kind of spare tire, but that's just eating shit food. They're doing plenty of training, but it's just no matter how hard they try it, they can't work it off. So look, yes, they can work harder, of course, but that's, that's the reason and they're using, but yeah, no, it's not, <laughs> I'm not doing any favors for any poor devil that's sitting at home, lost their job and thinking, there's about 12 or 14 uh, sales jobs here online. I'm thinking about applying. <laughs> I mean, telling the worst thing in the world, you're going to put on weight, you're going to have no energy and you're going to hate your life. <laughs> you're here to promote fitness. <laughs> you don't care about other people's All jobs. Right, if Spotify comes in with some big money, we'll not be long promoting Spotify. <laughs> yeah. we're, hungry. we're hungry. It's okay. I heard uh, Jeff Bezos has an Amazon podcast, so uh, I'll get on the phone to him after this, so we'll be grand. I, I was yeah. actually thinking of chatting to the missus, you know. She's after um, working very hard there now, signing those divorce papers, 20, 20 billion. She's a one. <laughs> oh, that's a drop, drop in the pond for him anyway. Uh, oh, scary, but um, yeah. so you're alluding it, alluding to it there. Then the nutrition side of things was it was very much a up and go 
whatever to keep the ticking throughout the day. It wasn't so essentially what it was really bringing it back to. I was supplementing myself with whatever I could. So it could come to 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock in the day. I could be just douched because, like in Egypt, I was having a breakfast roll at half seven in the morning because I left the house at half five to be in Westport at, for half seven, you know? And, like, I was absolutely starved. Rather than making a bit of time in the evenings and make a nice breakfast to bring with me, I was grabbing a breakfast roll, eating it on the way up the road, and then come 11 o'clock, I was hitting this kind of slump. Then I was going for something fizzy, something sugary, you know, and like that was 11 o'clock. So I essentially had my daily calories hit by 11 a.m., but I still had to work until maybe half five. But I was trying to get two, three clients in in the evening time as well. So I was sitting there, I was having a lunch at maybe one o'clock, two o'clock, because working with the businesses, I had to take my lunch one to two. So I could do nothing from one to two anyway. So there you go again, you know, boredom. And it says, essentially, when you have nothing to do, you're going to eat, sadly. So that was killing me also. Then evening time, I suppose, same as anything, it was being a, being a daddy. Uh, the little lassie, the, their dinner had to be made for her every day, no matter what. And it says, when she's, when she's getting up a mad amount of steps every day, she's not too worried about keeping her calories low or keeping her carbs low every day. So whatever was being made for her, there was a plate of that coming out for me. So there was there was spuds and veg and meat or there was pasta and something every day. So there was a big, heavy, carby dinner had every single evening. And then may have been just lie down and sleep or just, you know, keep and watch Netflix for the night and then just, you know, just do absolutely nothing because it was all just, it wasn't being used, you know, even like this idea of having shit calories, but still burning them off, you know, like using bad diesel in your car, but can it still burn it off? You know, it was essentially more like I was putting the bad diesel in my car and then I was just turning the key and not going anywhere, you know, and it was just left, it was just lying there. And that's, I suppose, that's how you can kind of bring it back you know, like the gelatin and the scum and how the damages the car. That's what was in me. Like the gelatin and the scum was lying in my gut and lying in my tummy. And that's what was causing the bloating and causing the tiredness and just the general just feeling shit, you know? So that's really what was hitting me. And just, you know, you'd, you'd, you'd sit there and you'd look at Instagram or you'd be checking in or talking to the couple of clients and you'd be sitting there probably eating a bar of chocolate. And then telling them, no, 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 don't, don't have that bar of chocolate. Make yourself a nice little uh, granola bowl or something like that, you know. And I just kind of sat there a couple of days, and then I had a kind of a face to face with one of my clients, and I thought, what are you actually doing, you absolute hypocrite, you know? And I was sitting there, and as I say, I was. You could probably use the excuses. I don't know whether you'd agree with me or not, because I suppose years ago, I, uh, I, I was told a great one when I was working in Galway. Like, you don't need to judge a good coach or a good personal trainer on his appearance, but on the appearance of the people that he works with, you know? Because I can be in incredibly good shape, but I'm taking five, six, seven hours a day looking after myself, and I may be only working with one or two clients, you know? Like, just be like any Egypt can get themselves in great shape, be it doing it right or doing it wrong, but judge it on the people they work with, you know, essentially like a football coach, like 
Mickey Hart or uh, Joe Smith or any of these lads, they don't essentially need to be amazing rugby players or essential or like very good sports people. But they need to be able to get the people that's doing the job. So they need to be able to kind of move the chess pieces and kind of look after the people, you know. So I essentially was kind of falling into that rabbit hole a bit more of I'm the coach. I don't, I was worrying more. I don't need to be practicing what I'm preaching as much as what I should be. So I was falling more into the coach. And I suppose what I've been doing a lot more the last couple of years, kind of doing more of the guard training and kind of been looking after teams a bit more in the last couple of years. And I was kind of falling into that rabbit hole of, look, I'm the coach. I just need to be worrying about keeping my communication right and like focusing on the players and focus on looking after the players rather than, right, yeah, what's going on here, Sean? You're, you're, you're 17 kilos overweight. What is going on, you know? Yeah, like uh, it's a fine line between... I, I can understand the point of view of... Um, and I agree to it to an extent. Uh, yeah, you shouldn't judge uh, a coach based on their appearance because whatever life gets in the way, it's more about your teachings and what they can provide and their knowledge and experience. But like, there is that fine line between using that as an excuse and life actually playing a part in it. So like, exactly, I can see that being demoralizing to clients if uh, you have a face-to-face and they notice that you're slack and somewhat, they might then try and justify it, uh, your or whoever's actions or inactions with what they can get away with because they can then say, well, look, this the coach isn't exactly doing what they're saying. So maybe, you know, Maybe yeah. I can ease off a bit. I don't. I shouldn't have to yeah. be a Nazi with uh, my diet and my training while they're kind of a bit more liberal. Look, it's very simple. I said the way I can. I just basically put myself in my client's shoes. Of I'm sitting there telling them. So like I, I had a couple of girls there looking to kind of just really looking to drop a couple of dress sizes because they they went from working and being in a nice balance of right get to the gym an hour before the commute to work or get to the gym an hour after the commute home from work or they were in a nice balance of they were up they were going they had they knew what time they're getting up in the morning they knew they had to get to work they knew they had to put in their commute and then the rug was just pulled out from under that they had to just bring their laptop home set up at home and then it was right quarter past nine you log in and you're on the phones quarter past five you log out and you're done and then balance just completely went out the window rather than what should have been done was I have an hour and 15 minutes in the morning where I don't have to sit in the car and go through traffic and I have an hour and 15 minutes in the evening where I don't have to sit and go through traffic so I essentially have two and a half hours that I never had before completely free so like they now have time to prep and time to get a good training session in every single day. And I was sitting there saying that to them. And I was just thinking to myself, you absolute hypocrite. What are you? I'm like, you complete nutter bollocks. You're telling these people what to do, but you're not actually doing it yourself. And then I was using the idea of, no, but like, look, you're busy. As is. I was letting my own life goals and my own ambitions and ideas of luck. Because as you know yourself, this idea of trying to save money and trying to put money away and 
kill two birds with one stone if you don't do the day job and do the kind of the passion project, I suppose, essentially what the personal training still is. It's not earning a full wage for me at the moment, so it had to be kind of supplemented with something else. So that's the excuse I was using rather than look after myself properly, be my own billboard or be my own kind of marketing tool, you know, and turn it back into a full-time job. And I suppose that's really what it's done because luckily enough, since I've started in doing a bit of currying work and working in the warehouse, I've got three lads on board that's actually working in there with me because they're watching me doing what they do and watching they're watching the weight fall off me. And they're thinking, fuck, how are you doing that? And I'm like, yeah, well, I'm just, I'm just cutting out the shit that we've been doing the last two or three weeks because like, I went for a coffee there this morning with one of the lads into a, a coffee shop there in Schlegel Town. And he was going in getting his, uh, oh, even water at the mouth, thinking about it now, a brioche bap with his sausage rasher, hash brown and fried egg. So I was sitting there, look, would you not get a poached egg on it? A poached egg would be real nice. No, no, no. Jesus, they're fierce nice. I literally, I literally just went in and got him. I got an oat milk latte and that was it. And he says, what are you doing? I was like, no. And I says, like, I'm, I literally, I'll have my oat milk latte and I have a bagel to have. I, I already have it prepared. I have it out in the car. And he was like, well, what have you on? And I was like, it's literally just chorizo, uh, chicken and a um, little bit of bacon or yeah, a little bit of lettuce and a little bit of turmeric, because I, I have, which we'll probably go into now in a couple of minutes. We should have gone into it long beforehand, because I've decided to cut out dairy at this moment in time. And he just, straight away, he just kind of sat there and thought, fuck, I'm about to give 11 euro, which is, sounds mad, for his yeah. Americano and breakfast bap. And I went in there and gave 220 for an oat milk latte. And I already had my bath there. I had change out of 10 quid to make six or seven bagels because I got my packet of bagels and I got my chicken and all that stuff in Aldi the other day. So I can make 10 bagels for what he can have his one breakfast bath, you know. So it's, it's look, you'd, we'd all don't want to be Eddie Hobbs, but at the end of the day, financially and physically, it all adds up. Look, it's, it's about being smart and... Uh... That's important. Like you, you said it there. You, you hacked it. You weren't going in and getting your latte and your uh, fry, your mini fry in a bap. You came prepared. You got your caffeine fix or your little whatever. If it's your little treat, I don't know to yeah. get you going. That's good. You have to. You should reward yourself to keep you on track. Like don't take the piss. Have your small cookie. Make sure you get it. Don't fool yourself into not getting it because that goes down the rabbit hole of uh, lying to yourself and then that continues down further and then you're just going to hit the fuck a button and mm-hmm. have three takeaways in a row. Uh, I want to, before you mentioned the whole coffee thing, the idea of treating, your, you're alluding to it there, treating yourself as if you were your own client Treating yourself as though you're someone worth looking after. That's hugely important. Because yeah. like you can preach to the preach to the flock, to the crowd, to whoever's listening or whatever's listening, and you can tell them everything. This is what you do. 
and then you do the opposite, that's going to deter people. You might be filling yourself with this notion that you don't need to do it, and then you wake up one day and it's like, fuck, what am I at? So when you treat yourself as a client, that'll probably motivate the clients to uh, get on with it while also keeping you in good nick, keeping you healthy, especially during the whole corona uh, pandemic and just in general uh, general uh, flu season and whatever else. I know you're asthmatic like me. Yeah. Um, it's just good to keep the general health, so treat yourself as a client. The best way I put it down is it's just any look not having a swipe at anybody else here like any bollocks can set up a fitness page and start talking and saying oh yeah you need to get your 10,000 steps in you need to eat really clean you need to eat your greens you need to take your vitamins you need to take your supplements you need to exercise three to five times a week that's horseshit you need to just be honest you need to be up straight if you want to have a chocolate bar have a chocolate bar but just don't take the piss you know so like I've essentially just I've I've essentially, without charging myself, I probably should be charging myself, started kind of personal training myself and really just thinking, right, well, I want to provide a service to people, but I am not providing that service to myself. So it's essentially, I look at it there now. Why the fuck would you... um, And uh, why the fuck would you go come and work with me when I'm not even implementing what I should be doing myself, you know? So it's... As I say, it's a simple it's a simple way of doing it, but I just needed to really zone in and just look at what I'm doing. And I was still kind of posting content and talking about, yeah, just stay active and making that effort. I know it can be hard sometimes, but just make the effort and do it. While I was sitting there actively not making the effort myself. So I just had to essentially just uncover all the bullshit and just really say, right, look, it's essentially time to put up or shut up. So it's like, you're going to either do it or you're going to shut up and let somebody else do it, you know? So I felt I had to make the effort and just do it. Like that's 100%. Uh, and once you start taking that mentality, as you said, the lads in uh, the depot or the, the, the work area, they started noticing and they started chatting to you, asking what was going on. That reinforces what you're doing. That's positive feedback that you're obviously doing something, so you're going to do it more. You're going to exactly. keep doing it because you got the positive feedback loop. And you probably you probably just said, um, increased your steps more and you dialed, back, you dialed the nutrition in a bit better and then you just said that to them. And they're probably going to start doing it now because they've seen that you're doing it. Exactly, because at the end of the day, I could be sitting there still 17 kilos overweight and telling the lads, oh, uh, oh, you want to lose a bit of weight? Well, this is what you need to do. You want to lose a bit of weight? This is what you need to do. Like, you're not going to, like, not being a dickhead, but you're not going to listen to the guy that is overweight how to lose weight. You're not going to listen to the guy with small arms how to get big biceps, you know? I'm not being a dickhead, you know? But, like, as they say, you may turn around and say, but oh, this is how I did look. They're like, well, why, why didn't you come and speak to me when you looked like that? You know, so it's like the world is a fickle, fickle bitch, you know. So like if I'm standing there overweight, eating a breakfast roll or sipping a can of Coke, 
telling the lads how to get in shape. Why in God's name would you listen to me, you know? Like, it's only, it's only normal. Like, you could try and say, well, like, I'm a coach. Here's my qualifications. Here's this, here's that. Like, at the end of the day, yet again, that is horseshit. It's like, just, well, watch what I'm doing. Like, watch me actively eat the nice healthy bagel rather than eat the dirty breakfast bagel that's been made. God knows how fresh it is. Look, yes, essentially, the cafe in question would have been making it fresh there and then. That's why it's such a high price. But it's still mm, still not as good as the one you make at home, you know. They say you can never beat what you make yourself, you know. Yeah, look, you're not going to you're not going to listen to someone who failed a business. You're going to listen to Jeff Bezos. He's the guy with the successful business. Exactly. He's doing what he what he's doing. Exactly. The fella that's coming in working for you. Like, as I just say, the guy that comes in, as I say, you never you're never you're never punching down or you're never giving abuse to people that's below you. You're always going to try to punch up, you know? So, like, the guy that's coming in working for you and is telling you how to run your business, but he's the fellow that's applied to work for you, you're not going to listen to him. Like, if Elon Musk tells me, right, Sean, cop yourself on, you need to start doing this, you need to start doing that, you're going to say, yes, okay, no bother. But if Jimmy from around the corner who had a, had a sweet shop six years ago and it closed after three days, it's telling me, right, Sean, you need to be doing this. You need to be putting your money here. You need to be putting your money there. I'm not going to be a dick about it, but you're going to say, mm, no, you're all right. Touch you later. You know? That That's it. Like, I 100% agree. Um, I suppose now we'll touch on, you were you mentioned it there briefly. Um, you've cut out uh, dairy, or yeah. you're, you're on about it. So, essentially... We're going to have to really go into it in more detail again, but I suppose Brian Keane has spoken to me about it a lot in the past, and I've just seen kind of conversations about it in the past. It's something I've always kind of been a bit pig-headed towards because coming from the Gaelic football, rugby, heavy training background, I always worked off the attitude of, um, I know I'm training hard enough to burn it off, or I'm training hard enough to use... That I suppose the excess kind of pasteurization and all the things that's in the dairy products. But the idea of milk is drank by a cow. A cow has four stomachs. It takes four stomachs to break down the contents of milk. And I suppose you and me both know from a background, but a lot of people in the city do not realize or they've never seen what cow shit looks like. It's not a nice sight. But People do not do the same, you know? So that's essentially where it came from. But I was essentially, it was a podiatrist that told me to give it a try because I've kind of been suffering a lot with excess sweating in the in the past kind of six to eight months. And it was partly is from bad diet and kind of just kind of not looking after my body well. And I suppose my sodium levels are up and down. So that was the problem because with all the kind of bad processed foods, that's more so where it's coming from. But as she says, it was more kind of a helping hand. But going by kind of the way I feel, the way I'm just, my overall, just everything has just improved immensely. Like, without being too crude, like my reproductive, or not my reproductive system, my, what's the word I'm looking for, Mr. Scientist? My, um, I suppose, everything on the way out, it's going to hell a lot better. 
There we go. That's the what I'm looking for. You know it's a Saturday evening. My digestive system <laughs> is working so much more efficiently. And as well, a- I hope... I hope your rep- reproductive system is still uh, ticking all right. <laughs> Not doing too bad. <laughs> it's there, anyways. <laughs> One up, and That's it. But yeah, so like that's that's just the number one. Like my digestive system is second to none. It's it's completely done a full one eighty of just how I feel, how how everything is working, how everything's moving. It's unbelievable the difference, and. The want and cravings for dairy, what I thought it would have, are beyond non-existent because I've completely changed it up to use almond milk and oat milk. And in my own opinion, both are nicer. Like, granted, yes, I've gone with the Alpro unsweetened in both of them. Both are actually nicer, in my opinion, with cereals and with tea, coffee. So they're, they're not as heavy. They're not as creamy. So, look, as I say, it's only my opinion. Anybody listening, by all means, give me a shout or give it a try. But I can guarantee it is a great thing to do. But the one other great thing I find about it is it cuts out the quick snacking or the quick grabbing a treat in the bakery because, oh, uh, oh, how is that made? Oh, yeah, yeah, it just it's, it's, it's made up with milk eggs, you know. It makes you actually dial out the shit and the, the quick eating because you're like, oh, well, there's, there's dairy in that. I can't have it. You know, so that side of it, I, I think also it's a great help because it's it doesn't restrict you, but it helps you make the better choices too. Because like even this morning there for a prime example, I got an oat milk latte and there was all gorgeous looking gluten-free brownies. And I just thought to myself, mm, one of them would be lovely. And I was just about to order it and then I thought, there may not have been milk used in it or there may not have been cream used because like there was a kind of a little... Uh, chocolate glaze on the top people are going to be watering at the mouth thinking of it hopefully my description techniques are on point but I just thought to myself no that's going to throw me out because the competitive nature is there to think of right I said I'm going to cut it out and I'm going to give it a right effort for two weeks there's no point shit in the bed now you know so I suppose with the energy levels back up and with me kind of more on the move and me kind of looking after myself I am in that uh, position and mindset of right well don't fuck it up don't hit the fuck it button just do it out you don't even miss it so like I had the oatmeal latte by itself and it tasted lovely you know I didn't even want it with anything where I had this thing before with a coffee or with a cup of tea with normal milk this craving as a, I don't know if you get it yourself geez I need a bar of chocolate to get this down you know or need a cake you know it was something I always had in my head with a normal cup of tea or a normal coffee and I don't know what it is yes is you the scientist you can do the research now for the next podcast <laughs> but it was something I always I was always having that bit of a craving to have something with it you know but yeah that's essentially how it's going and in my opinion it's helping my sleep immensely absolutely immensely helping my sleep um, just just on the topic of uh, dairy consumption, do did you suffer from bloating or any kind of uh, well, gas? Oh, very much so. And I suppose just a, a heads up for anybody when they change, the kind of overlap period changing to the almond and oat milk, you have a little bit of kind of a 
essentially a blowout for a couple of days. Like I had it for two days where was, the system was kind of clearing out. It was, it was unreal. But like the levels of kind of dairy I was consuming, like a lot of the time it would have been when I was having my wrap or I was having my roll. If I wasn't having a bottle of water, I was having one of those protein milks or I was having one of those mujus. What I was thinking in my own head while being lazy and it being convenient, oh, look, there's protein in that or it's still milk. It's not a fizzy drink, you know, whether it's still probably it could have had more calories or it could have had more kind of sugars and different shit like that. You know, like as the master says, it may have looked great and it had the big stamp protein, protein, protein on it. The, the can of Coke probably may have had less calories, you know? Man, them uh, protein milks are tasty. Uh, <laughs> but um, Get us a sponsorship. Get them, get them to <laughs> do a lab for free one, and I'm on it. <laughs> Avon more, give us the air supply. But um, just on that, you, you're saying that you can't, you're gassy and you had a bit of bloating. Do you think that you have a lactose intolerance, or have you been tested yet? I haven't. I'm, I'm. I'm waiting to get tested. So I says, by all means, as soon as I know, I'll let everybody know. I don't feel like I have an intolerance. My feeling is that I was kind of my kind of level of training and my level of activity levels have kind of drastically changed from becoming a dad and not training five to seven nights a week with the Gaelic football and the rugby. And I suppose the need for recovery and the need for the protein and the calcium and the magnesium from the milk isn't there anymore so I felt like right I was I was probably kind of kind of like over overdoing your protein intake I was overdoing my dairy intake that's what I feel so I was so used to doing it so I feel like I can still I can still process I can still break down dairy but I feel like I have to bring it now and it's what people should probably start doing Look at it along with kind of your carbs, kind of cycle your dairy. So like if you're going to have a heavy, intense day with a training session that's going to be taxing on the body, maybe keep your dairy levels high. If you're going to be stuck in the car, driving around or maybe not doing much, essentially try to keep it that bit lower. Go for the black coffee or go for the oat milk or almond uh, milk latte instead of the dairy if you're not going to be doing much. So just as essentially make the right choices rather than nailing or cut it out, pull the plug, you know? Yeah, like um, I say, uh, just cut that out itself, like that's making a, a huge impact on calorie, uh, just calorie consumption because milk and cheese and uh, other dairy and yogurt, like I'm the devil for yogurt, but uh they're quite they're quite energy dense and quite fat and protein uh, intensive foods as well. So even just dialing them back, I say you're cutting out a good bit of calories. Depending on if you have full fat milk and cheese and your yogurts, like I say, that's uh, that's fairly helping you uh, drop down a lot quicker too. Oh, as I say, look the weight the weight is absolutely falling off me because. I was still working up the mindset of having my big bowl of porridge or having my big granola bowl where I was probably doing three or four scoops of Greek yogurt or three or four scoops of your Glenesque yogurt along with your granola bowl. 
and still, I suppose, still being in the diet of a kind of a, a high, a high intense footballer or a high intense trainer, but not having the actual training side of things. So, I was, I was really working more along a competitive eater kind of uh, diet. <laughs> yeah, like it's uh, you're kind of alluding to it uh, earlier, like it's a slippery slope going from eating, um, eating as if you were. There's no corona or you're just train you're in your championship uh, football season, you're in that period of time yeah. where training's intense, your your cardio and activity levels just in general is skyrocketed. And when you transition away from that where the energy expenditure is quite high, so you need to consume yeah. Uh, excessive amount of protein and carbohydrates and calories in general and you go away from that to reduce it down to you're stuck at home uh, working from home uh, not moving about as much gym isn't there so look if you're if you're going to work out it's probably going to be a home workout so the intensity mightn't be there or the frequency mightn't be there so the energy demands isn't as much but you're still eating as though your you have this high expenditure. I noticed that myself um, when I was uh, doing a high, hypertrophy hypertrophy uh, phase. I was eating nearly two dinners a day. Like yeah. I was on uh, three thousand plus calories a day when I was doing that. And then when I came off of that, and I was just kind of you know doing maintenance stuff, mm-hmm. and the steps was down as well. I was still eating eating as if I was training for that high intensity thing so like there is that realization that if your activity levels go down you should match your nutrition with that because you're not expending as much uh, calories look at the end of the day man we're creatures of habit and you know as I say I, I can't remember off the top of my head who said it but it only takes 21 days to create a habit in your life I was doing that for years and years Playing, playing Gaelic football three, four nights a week and then in the off-season incorporating the rugby into two or three nights a week. And like on a good night, you were running for a solid hour, maybe two hours, and maybe putting a gym session in that morning or then the day before or the day after. You were talking about maybe 3,000 calories burned. Like a normal, days of, a normal day's worth of eating burned in an hour to two hours. Like even like talking to guys in the gym, like it's unheard of when you speak to the bodybuilder lads, like how much food did you actually eat? And they'd always wonder how you could keep yourself so lean because you're literally running around like a lunatic, bouncing up each other for an hour or two hours. So like you were at the point where, and you probably seen it yourself, whenever you were at a high level, you were probably struggling to get the calories in to keep moving at times. And like, there's nothing better. I said, look, if you turn around and say to me, right, Sean, 3000 calories a day, Four and a half thousand calories a day. Get them in whatever way you can. Just try and keep them as clean as you possibly can. And that's what it was like at times. And there could have been two or three nights a week where it was a snack box or it was a Chinese or it was a pizza. But there was enough. There was enough being done and there was enough being supplemented the other side to keep it somewhat useful or to keep it somewhat beneficial. But you see, when you're still in the mindset of having a Papa John's on a Wednesday night, but there's no training Tuesday or no training Thursday. 
but that Papa Jones is still had on Wednesday because all you have to do is sit in your hole and click order on your phone for Papa John's but if I'm going out by myself on Tuesday night to do a pitch session that I normally do with 30 lads looking to take my head off there's a big difference of trying to put that intensity in by myself as when I have 30 other boys looking to absolutely clip me so you know yourself man it's coming from the team environment I always look I always promote it but as I say it comes to and from each person look some people can try even a team environment some people can be sucked in and hate it and never want to go near it. So, like, it has its benefit and it has its flaws. But in terms of dieting and looking after your food, it there's nothing to beat it for getting out there for an hour or two hours, bouncing off a couple of lads and burning some serious calories, you know. So that's the big thing I would put for that and going into corona and coming out of corona again. There's a lot of guys that have probably had some scary months looking at the scales thinking, What's going on? I haven't changed anything. Why am I putting on so much timber? But they're forgetting the Tuesday nights, the Friday nights, and the Saturday-Sunday game is gone. And the amount of calories they're burning there is probably nearly their whole week's worth of calories that they should be having. Yeah, like um, that mind shift, uh, mindset shift is very important. Like... um, it's very. I think it's quite hard as well to incorporate that because I know myself going from high intensity to a lot lower intensity. You still have those hunger cravings, so like it do, it takes it nearly takes you a week or so to kind of dial it back in, down gradually to what you should be getting. So that's where I think it is. But like, if you're not a fan of calorie tracking, I know that's. That's uh, very much a person-to-person basis, but that's where that becomes of real value. Knowing what you're eating now and then tracking it to knowing what you should be eating and knowing what you should be eating looks like because there's a big difference between a 15-gram teaspoon of peanut butter and what you're scooping out of the pot. Exactly, man, because... It's the same as, it's like what I say, I do not like to try calories. I'd much rather have my activity levels up or at the end of the day, when you have to do it, you have to do it. So it's, you have to just take ownership and say, right, activity isn't as high as it should be or as I want it to be. So you have to dial it back and look, right, where else do I make the nutrition? If I can't get that amount of energy expenditure in, I got to look at my calories. It's the same as, if I can't afford the new set of tires that I need, you have to dial it back of, right, well, I'm going to have to drive a bit slower, you know? You know, that kind of way of, like, if I'm driving tires that can't drive at 100 miles an hour, they can only drive at 60 miles an hour, but I'm not going to drive at 100 miles an hour because I'm going to die or the car is going to go off the road, you know? So it's like, if it has to be done, because if you're still, you can be big-headed and keep going with your 3,000 calories a day, but... The way it's going to come on the face, the way it's going to come on the tummy, the way it's going to come on the arse, like we're going to spot it very quickly. And like the mirror doesn't lie. And like I don't want to be crude, but you know yourself, we have to. So, what I've started saying to everybody during lockdown, and I've had to give myself the slap in the face and say, what gets managed gets measured. Because if I know exactly what I'm into my putting into my body every single day, it makes the difference of. Right, I didn't get a training session in. 
what I've had, 1,250 calories. At least I know, well, it's gonna, it's still below my maintenance or it's, it's putting me into a nice little surplus for the amount of activity and kind of energy expenditure I'm doing with my job. So I can sit there and say, right, well, I'm happy. Look, I could have had that little bit of a training session in to get me back to, say, a 1,000 calories that would help with that fat loss. But once I know and I can see it myself on paper, rather than me sitting here at 6 o'clock this evening saying, oh, well, um, oh, I had that coffee. Oh, did I have a sandwich? Oh, Jesus, I don't know. Oh, I had a breakfast bagel. Oh, sure, it was probably only about 200 calories. It was probably only about 400 calories. You know, this thing, look, a lot of people do it. A lot of people find it works, but at the end of the day, it's only bluffing. And as I say, if you're only bluffing, you're going to have bluff results. So I'm sitting here telling you I've had 1,250 calories today. That's rigid. That's solid. That's on point. But I'm sitting here saying to you, oh, well, I had a, a latte and I had a breakfast bagel. Oh, well, I had a Mars bar too. Oh, fuck. I had, uh, I had two brushes. Fuck. I, oh, I forget. I had this. Oh, did I have that or did I have that yesterday? Or, oh, no, no, I didn't have that. I have it there in the car because I might have it tomorrow, you know? So it's like, it's just the idea of if you want to get good results, you need to prepare properly. So it's like, fail to prepare, prepare to fail. Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, coming out with the quotes left, right, and center this evening, am I? That's that kind of monster, yeah. Oh, that, that, that's at all. Well, no, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. Because monsters do love to sponsor people. Yes, Gary, that is that kind of monster. That beautiful, delicious, nutritious can of monster. <laughs> the yeah, energy drink. Look at me, the absolute sellout. Can you hear me? Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna run twenty k anyway after this, so you're and oh lad, I am gonna have the I'm gonna land home this evening and there'll be boxes upon boxes dropped by a drone from Monster. <laughs> we live in hope. <laughs> Stop. But um, yeah, so that kind of brings us then to what's if you had to incorporate everything you're doing at the moment, and someone asked you because they've seen. They've seen, look, at you've gone from this uh, to this and uh, whatever, a month or a couple, two or three weeks period. In a quick summary, what, what exactly should I do to see similar results or what are you doing at the moment that I could incorporate easily that I'm working from home for eight hours a day? Look, it's very simple and I've had this conversation with two two or three clients in the last 10 days I can sit here and talk shite and say oh you need to do this you need to look after your mindset you need to do this at the end of the day you need to just sit down with a pen and paper and have a look at what you're doing and what you need to stop doing so if you're not making your breakfast in the morning and then you're going to work hungry and you're stopping into the canteen and you're stopping into the shop that needs to stop you need to realize there's 24 hours in the day you're saying you have no time, but you need to fucking make time, you know? If you want to actually lose weight, or if you just want to look nicer, this is where you need to realize, and I suppose bring it all back to it. I say it all the time, but it's really important. You need to find your why. And is your why important enough to get up at 5 a.m. and make your food before you go to work? Or is your why enough when you're wrecked tired after you put the kids to bed at night to get that training session in? Or 
are you willing to starve yourself and put yourself on poverty calories because you just couldn't be arsed training? So, look, people aren't going to like to hear what I have to say, but that's it. Do you want to kind of have a bit of a shit time for the next two, three weeks and get quick results that probably may not last by putting yourself on poverty calories and hating life? Or essentially jump on board, start working with me or start working with any trainer and realize how to make it slowly. So get good results in six, eight weeks. That is manageable. And and it isn't just a six-week turnaround that by next week you're going to have a put back on plus a bit more. Turn it around and see what you're doing with your entire life and make some small changes of, right, get up that half an hour extra in the morning, make your bagel rather than buy it in the shop. Save the money and keep the calories down, you know, because, you know, so it's just make the simple changes. And if you don't feel you can make the simple changes, invest in a coach because we all know if I turn around and I give you a plan for free or if I tell you how to change your life for free, you're not going to give a flying fuck because we don't leave any weight on what we get for free. Like, we all talk about these things. Like, you know, when Jim Shark or any of these companies give out free plans or, you know, like share, follow to get a free plan. You get that plan. You don't leave any weight on it. I know myself working with friends and different PTs or try this workout, try this workout. You probably mightn't even try it and then they'll message you back two or three weeks later. Oh, I'm Unreal workout, man. It was class. It was the best pump I ever got. You probably looked at the workout and then you saw, yeah, well, I'll do it. I'll do it. If he turned around and said to me, right, uh, come here, try out my plan. Or you just, just send me the 99 euro first or send me the 300 euro first. If I pay 300 euro for a workout plan, I am going to get the absolute utmost benefit from that. The same as if I go away and buy something in the shop for that. So, there has to be that bit of justification. So that's why I say people have to change their mindset when it comes to coaches a lot too. Of sure, he's self-employed. He's probably minted. He probably has loads of money. I'll just ask him for help and ask him for advice. Like what we get for nothing is always weighed the same, you know? So like there's nothing left on it, you know? You turn around and ask me, look, I'll help you. You, you know yourself. You ask me a question. I'm always happy to help and vice versa for yourself. But you don't leave as much weight on it as if you asked Brian Keane or if you were to go and ask Joe Rogan or if you were to go and ask someone else, you know? So, like, when you leave a bit of weight or a bit of justification on something or you invest in it, so, like, if you really want to change your life, invest in it because at the end of the day, like, it's you, it's yourself. Like, if you were to die tomorrow, that'd be it. But if I was to tell you now, if you don't change your life, you're going to die tomorrow you're going to change it straight away. It comes back to the thing of, you know, when people get, a, as they call it, you know, the scare with the heart. If they get stints or they get something or maybe they have a bit of a fall and the doctor tells them, right, dial the food back. Those boys are out every night of the week walking or cutting back the fries, like, because they have to, you know? So sometimes it takes something drastic to happen for people to cut themselves on. So you have to put it to a deadline or invest money in it or do something that way because if it hasn't worked in the past, it obviously means you didn't leave enough weight on it or you really don't want it enough. That's the best way to put it. So like, it's not only a simple way to leave it on. If you're coming asking me for help, but you're not willing to invest in yourself by working with me and paying me to help you, well then forget about it. You're as well keeping going what you're doing.
That's bang on. Um, is there? Is it just mainly uh, Instagram? You're you're posting up uh, kind of yeah, so what you're at at the moment. Or? Instagram and Facebook is really linked together at the minute, man. So look, it's just the same again. Shawnee G Fitness, S E I N W Y G Fitness. So that's where everything is really linked at the moment. So what I'm doing, I don't know if you. I actually meant to link you into it there the other night. I'm doing a little bit of uh, explosive military push-up challenge there at the moment. So I have the benchmark set there at 12. So if you want to jump on it there this evening or tomorrow, and anybody listening, if they want to jump on it, they can tag me and tag Gary. They're kind of doing that along with November. So it's really just, you know, your explosive military push-up. So it's like your shoulders back, but the elbows got to stay tight to the body. So you're going to bring that little bang in on the chest to keep the kind of cardio, so essentially make your lungs work that little bit harder, or you're going to do the little clap with the hands. I can't do the clap with the hands because I've got shoulders of an 80-year-old man, so I'm doing the wrap, I'm doing the wrap of the chest. So bring it down onto your knees or go for the full military uh, push-up. If they want to take a look at my Instagram page, they'll see tutorials on it. So give that a try, and I'm putting the challenge to you there now, man. Give it a go. Literally go to failure. So, like, that was me essentially 11 and a half, 12. So, that was, if not getting the clap, getting the clap on your chest. So, 12 was my absolute max. So, go and beat it. You're going. You're probably going to get I'll give 36, it. you fucker. <laughs> I'll give it a go anyway. Uh, it is an upper body session today. So, it's lined up anyway. Uh, yeah, so, uh, no vet. Uh, just a quick one because it's going to leave it to last uh, November what all are you doing for that yeah so I've got my Movember set up there so again that's on my Instagram and on my Facebook page there so I had a wee link there so actually shout out to everybody that's already linked I had a wee a small one there set up on my Facebook page for 150 euro and back there at the 10th of the month it was hit so we're going to keep that going see how that goes and then I have a, a bigger target on my fitness page there so if anybody wants to go on to Movember, they'll see it on Shawnee G Fitness or they just type in Sean Gallagher. They'll find it. So look, essentially, we can put links up here and everybody can follow up with it. But just, you know, yourself, mental health and everything is a big thing that comes into it because it's something I didn't really touch into. But it's something I felt I suffered with a lot when I wasn't looking after myself. And it's something we probably will, except for yourself, should go into with a different podcast on a different day because... Bad food and a bad mindset can really fuck with your head, as I'm sure you know yourself, because there was days there I was looking at myself when I was talking to people and I was I was in the suit trousers or I was in the shirt and barely getting the tight to fit into the suit trousers that a month or two months before back were fit me nicely, you know? And like, you know yourself, everybody talks about it with women or all about image. Look, it affects us all and it can mess with your head. So... Don't be afraid to talk to people. Don't be afraid to reach out. And the main thing is clothes are a great indicator because these are skinny jeans and these tight suit trousers, they don't lie. You know yourself, along with the tight shirts. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, that's a great cause. And I hope the Stalin stash is going well uh, for you. He's flying, so it is. I'm just... I'm trying to get the borac going, but I don't think my testosterone levels are strong enough at the minute. Maybe it's just because I'm not getting my milk in. I just, I need, I need to borrow a few hairs from somebody if they have them spare. Take a few off my head and put them on my chin. Yeah. Look, it will get you on PEDs or something like that. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, we'll we'll leave it on that one before we get censored. 
Hey guys, thanks for listening to today's episode of Don Censored Fitness Podcast. If you have any questions, don't be shy and you can get in contact with uh, Sean at, at Fitness on Facebook and Instagram and you can get in contact with me at Gary Glamartin, uh, primarily on Instagram. Cheers, bye bye.